Hello, and welcome to Beyond BMSC, where we interview past medical science students who are pursuing graduate programs to answer your questions for post-BMSC pathways. My name is Ethan, and today we're joined by Katie. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I think this is a great idea to help out um, students in med size. So yeah, um, my name is Katie, and I'm just in my first year. I'm a first year medical student at um, the University of Ottawa, and I graduated last year after my fourth year um, in MedSci. I did an honors special in IMS, um, which, yeah, I, I think prepared me really well for where I'm at now. Um, I guess I, more personal, some, I, I like to say now I'm still like a Mustang at heart forever. Um, I loved my time at Western. I was um, heavily involved in the softening community, which is something I guess um, I'll cherish forever, the science off and a resident off in my second year. Um, some other things I loved at Western were being involved with um, the Women in Science Club um, and I was president in my fourth year, something really rewarding. Um, as well as I don't know if you guys are still doing it with COVID, but um, swimming with a mission was another kind of highlight of my um, outside of academics at Western. Um, and yeah, outside of, I guess, school and extracurriculars, I love sports, used to be into swimming and volleyball, and also, I guess, I love fashion and just art when I have the, the spare time. Wow, I, I'm so glad that you really enjoyed your Western experience, that you're part of the soft team. Can you tell me a little bit about your program? Yeah, so, um, yeah, as I said, I'm in my first year at the University of Ottawa as medical school, um, and I really, I really love it. So. Um, currently, kind of how it looks for me now is the first two years, like it is kind of at all medical schools, is called pre-clerkship, um, where you do kind of a lot of the um, kind of, in not in class, I guess a lot of it's over Zoom now, but kind of the the learning, the, the lectures, the didactic lectures, but also um, something that I really enjoy as well is kind of shifting beyond just the didactic lecture style and getting to... Um, you know, do some other um, more, I guess, learning some clinical skills, um, also kind of group learning where it's, you know, not just, you know, you learning from a textbook or from slides, you also kind of going through cases, different kind of clinical cases with your peers in small groups um, and kind of talking them over, going over, you know, symptoms and tests you order, differential diagnoses. Um, also getting within those kind of smaller group sessions, getting a lot of cool opportunities to learn from um, different specialists in different fields, depending on kind of what block we're in. Um, so I'm trying to think in our first semester, we did a hematology unit. So um, we got to hear from hematologists in our small group and kind of go over what they see on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great kind of program. And it's still, I guess, the first two years kind of similar to what you experience in undergrad where there's you know you learn a lot and then you get tested um, we have midterms and then final exams I think a lot of other medical schools do it um, differently they might have more frequent exams um, but yeah that's kind of how I, I guess the the school uh, structure works so far in, in my first semester at least right that sounds like a really interesting first semester you've already had um, would you say that any of the classes that you took at Western prepared you or is similar to the classes you're taking right now? 
For sure. I think that is something that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, as I said, I was an IMS, so I did have a bit, um, I guess, more flexibility than maybe some of the other, other modules to choose um, some of the courses I took. But definitely I found that um, some of the courses like I took histology in third year, which has been helpful for my, um, we have a histology kind of um, section as well as pathology. So histology has been helpful. Um, I think in fourth year I took anatomy 2200, I think it's called, just because I, I guess I didn't need it, but I thought it would be helpful, um, which again has been super helpful because I know anatomy can be overwhelming, but I think learning it the second time now in medical school, I feel a bit more at ease. So that's been helpful. Um, I took a lot of physiology courses. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been super helpful for me that not having to kind of learn um, those from scratch. So yeah, I would say physiology, anatomy, histology has been um, super helpful. And also um, even um, I took in fourth year, I think it was 4,300, like some of the IMS courses focus a lot on social determinants of health, um, which again has been, um, you know, just a great kind of background and understanding of it before getting into it. Because a lot of those concepts and themes are super important in, in medicine. Okay, that's great. Um, is that 2200 course you said? That's the kinesiology anatomy course, right? Okay, well, I don't, that might be incorrect in the, the one I called. I can't remember which, I don't know if it's kinesiology. I think it is within the um, anatomy and cell bio. I don't know if they've changed it this year, maybe, but I might have also given you the wrong course code. Okay. It's <laughs> the one that, sure. um, you know, I don't know if you know, but you, some people, you they took, um, the neuroanatomy half course and then the just overall anatomy but i think they might have changed maybe they changed it <laughs> i see yeah probably i i might be remembering around myself as well but um that's great yeah. to hear that it's so applicable um what was it about your program that made you choose it yeah so i'm i'm sure a lot of people are confused if you're in yeah third year fourth year like that's exactly where I was as well um you know I was debating between you know pursuing research or I even you know applied I wrote my my dad and applied to dentistry as well I applied to medicine so I I kind of was wasn't sure and I I, I feel like maybe that's a common thought with, with for a lot of um upper year med students even even new, not med students um undergrad students. Um, but I think for me, when it came down to it, um, I really kind of had to, you know, go over my experiences with each kind of um, potential trajectory I was going to take. So for example, research, I have been involved in research, um, you know, since first year, all, all the summer, like all my summers, and I really liked it. And I thought it was, you know, really cool to you know learn something besides from just from the textbook kind of learning something on your own and gaining those skills um and I you know met some great people in my labs and I hold research to the like highest regard I just thought for me it was something um that I don't know if I could see myself doing in the end because I, I loved the learning aspect of it the problem solving um but I think I wanted to kind of translate that to being face to face with someone you know um, more clinical aspect, which kind of shifted me towards dentistry and medicine. Um, and then it kind of came down to the wire with medicine and dentistry. I think um, obviously both are great professions where you get a great opportunity to help people and 
um, you know, problem solve and interact with a lot of people. Um, I think for me, I always subconsciously knew I wanted medicine. It was kind of a lifelong dream of mine. Um, and throughout the applica- application process, um, I don't know if other people are feeling this too, but I kind of felt a lot of self-doubt um, where I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get into medicine. Um, so it's good that I have different options because, you know, dentistry is another amazing field. Um, medicine, obviously, I felt like was my dream, but I just was worried that I was never going to get in. Um, and I found myself, I guess, prepping a lot more for my med, like uh, my med school interviews, which I think kind of showed me I inherently <laughs> wanted to pursue it. And it was something that, you know, I, I wanted and I, I valued a bit more. So I think at the end of the day, it comes down to kind of what, what you can see yourself doing in the future, um, talking to people who maybe are in the different fields that you're considering. Um, and yeah. Well, congratulations on making it, first of all. And I'm so glad that um, from your experience, you've been really enjoying it. So it sounds like you made the right choice. Um, how would you say that your BMSC experience at Western prepared you for the application process? Yeah, so I would say, um, I know in first and second year in MedSci, you don't get a lot of, I guess, wiggle room with the, tor- uh, the courses you have to take. Um, but I would say they do prepare you well for writing if you if you do decide to write the MCAT or the DAT. Um, I, I, I actually wrote the MCAT after my second year um, and I thought, you know, a lot of the courses would really prep me well for that. You know, organic chemistry and, and biochem, um, where obviously it is a lot of work to study for it, but I felt like I had a good background going in. Um, so definitely for for the testing, it was extremely helpful. Um, in terms of, um, I guess like interviewing, that's something that I think you might, like at least I had to kind of do a bit more of the prep on my own, um, just because it is hard, especially even with online um, school, Zoom, to have those kind of opportunities to, you know, practice your, um, kind of reciting the best, like your, your I guess, one minute elevator pitch for yourself or, um, you know, just practicing talking and kind of selling yourself. Um, so that was something that I did a bit more on the side. Um, in terms of uh, references too, I think something that looking back, I was always kind of shy to, you know, reach out and talk to your professors um, outside of class, but, right so many of the professors are like very willing to help and I think they all want you to succeed um so that's something yeah like looking back that I would have you know taken more advantage of is um you know getting to know your professors and letting them get to know you because obviously they know how you perform academically but um obviously you know reference letters are a lot more than just you know they got a good mark in my in my class um, so yeah, like you, like reaching out to your professors because a lot of them have a lot of wise words and getting to know them, um, letting them get to know you. Um, and I know that could be uh, difficult with Zoom. At least I found it a little bit difficult, especially with my fourth year being the like complete Zoom year. Um, but yeah, taking advantage of you know the great professors that we do have at Western, um, so that you know they can give you advice and also hopefully write you a a glowing review (laughs) reference. 
Yeah, I think that's great advice. And were there any courses in particular that, that the profs you felt like were really helpful or it was easy to reach out to them for? For me, um, it, it felt at first kind of difficult because I, I was in a lot of big classes. So for me, I felt a little um, maybe like intimidated to go up or just assume that, you know, the, the professors, you know, wouldn't know who I am. I'm just another student in their class. So for me, I think the best opportunities that I found were in the classes that I had the most um, kind of like intimate um, settings. So if there's fewer people in my classes, so if, I think for me that, that those were my um, IMS capstone courses. Um, so in third year, I think it's 3,900 it's called, um, where you actually, you know, even if you're not chatting to your professional professor all the time but you know even just showing that you participate and you're actually actively engaged in what you're learning I think reflects really well on your character um so yeah I think for me it was um IMS courses where I got the most interaction with profs but also looking back I think in fourth year the your courses do get um I guess smaller so maybe taking advantage of that because I think also profs like they do enjoy speaking to their students um, I know it can be kind of intimidating, but a lot of them are really open and willing and excited to help their students succeed and, and pursue their dreams. That's really nice to hear. Um, I think a lot of us have the same fear as well, especially with so many big courses. Um, mm -hmm. I was always too scared to talk to like Nikki. Um, uh, what advice would you say would you give to students right now who are trying to connect with their profs? Because like you said, your fourth year was also completely online would you say like office hours are helpful or maybe emailing them i would say office hours are a great opportunity to show that you know also if you're coming to office hours you know you can you can come to probably just chat but also coming with i guess like good questions and showing that you're you know engaged with the material not just the oh is this going to be on the exam but kind of yeah going to your office hours and introducing yourself um obviously a lot of these things can feel very awkward or forced but i think whenever you end up doing it it, it i i never would regret it you know it's off it's just intimidating at first but yeah i would say office hours um emailing's a little difficult because they don't get to either like see your face or hear your voice so it's hard for them to kind of um connect you to who you are which is the email but i think it is a good way after you've kind of introduced yourself um are all of the classes um, on Zoom nowadays for you guys? Well, same as you with the pandemic being how it is right now, coming back to school, the earliest that classes will return back in person is the 31st. But um, the last fall semester was largely in person, which was great. Yeah, okay, yeah. So even participating in class, I think profs start to you know recognize names um, even if it's over the Zoom chat or, you know, raising your hand. I know I, I sometimes get this kind of Zoom anxiety where in person I'd be, you know, completely fine to raise my hand and, and participate, but something about the Zoom screen makes me a little scared. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are having those thoughts. So just, you know, participate in way you can, just get in your face, your voice out there, showing that you're genuinely interested and a hard worker. I think that's the biggest thing. Thank you, that's great advice. What final words do you have to say to the BMSC students listening who may be going through some confusion for this whole process? Yeah, I, um, I can totally understand that it can be quite, you know, stressful and 
even you know sometimes I felt a little discouraged even throughout the application process just feeling like you've put in so much work and there's just such an element of uncertainty but I think it's important to you know trust yourself and reach out to um, upper years or friends that you you know who are maybe pursuing what you're interested in or because they they obviously they've been through it even listening to these podcasts is a great you know first step um yeah but reaching out to mentors and upper years who can you know provide you with advice and also i think um important it's important to know that there isn't i guess one path to you know getting where you want to be in the end i think that's something i struggled with too um something that i've learned if if medicine is is your end goal um people in my class have like such cool different stories of how they got there different backgrounds a lot of my good friends took years off to work in labs or or they did their masters or there's some people who you know are are older and they have kids so it's definitely you know um there's not one kind of single trajectory to get you to where you want to be um and i think um it, that can be applicable to i guess the people who are more into the application process now but even even the younger years um who aren't kind of sure what they should be doing to you know boost their cv or whatever i think it's important to do things that you enjoy because there isn't a single you know cookie cutter image of what um people are looking for in, in postgraduate schools and professional schools so you know doing things that you're genuinely interested in and enjoy and obviously work hard and you know prioritize yourself first your your person first and, and not a student first um but yeah and I understand it can be quite difficult but believe in yourself and kind of trust trust yourself and keep working hard and know that there are different different paths to getting to different places and it's not the end of the world if you know you have to take a few extra years doing something else because those years can also be quite you know invaluable in terms of what you bring i know some a lot of my friends who did masters when i hear them talking about different things i'm like wow these people are so cool they know so much more <laughs> than i do so yeah just just yeah. have faith in yourself and yeah great thank you that was very inspiring and i'm sure it would be comf- comforting to a lot of the students listening Um, So thank you very much, Katie, for coming and taking the time to tell these students such important information. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. This was honestly really, really nice. I I think this is a great podcast series that you guys are doing. Um, So hopefully it's helpful to people. Well, thank you. And this was BMSA's podcast for the medical program at the University of Ottawa. Check back on our website and social media platforms for episodes for other programs with new students each week. Thank you for listening and we hope this has been helpful.